turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities, the show where we look back on shows you feel like only you remember. I'm your co-host and brother, Jance. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to another episode of our wonderful podcast that we love to do. Today, we are going to be talking about Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja. But before we get to that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo? where we kind of talk about any new media or shows that we've been enjoying recently. Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? I went bowling the other weekend for the first time in years, and it feels good to see little bowling animations again. <laughs> where did, you, did you go to our usual bowling alley or somewhere else? Uh, I went to uh, Cave Springs Bowling, I think. It was a, a, a fundraiser night for a, a co-worker who was an ill family member. Mm -hmm. So I was out of our usual neighborhood. The place was really fun. Beautiful neon cityscape paintings behind the lanes. Great cosmic lights set up. Don't know why other sports don't have more cosmic lights. <laughs> but I, little, I love little bowling cartoons. I love when you don't get anything and there's a cartoon turkey. For one of them, there's like a bunch of pins in an ancient tomb. <laughs> and then a mummy comes up and it kicks over the pins. <laughs> Good. Just that nature intended. <laughs> I, I recommend look them up on YouTube. Sometimes it's eerie because these things are often designed to be silent. So you're just watching a silent compilation of them. Mm -hmm. Other ones of music. But I, I've talked before about how soothing I find pre-Toy Story CGI. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you've brought this up before. Uh, I think when we had a guest on the show, you talked mm. about watching just bulk pre-early like early 2000s 3D uh, CG animation. Oh, no. Going back to the 80s. 80s, right. Yeah. That's awesome. So the, the just, just the delight of little animated stuff at, at bowling alleys? Yeah. Just, just bowling animations, go to a bowling alley, do well or not do well. You get a cartoon either way, no matter what you do. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Every player is a winner. Fair play. Awesome. Uh, well, I have, uh, for my What's New Scooby-Doo, I recently uh, binged a whole show. I watched all of Young Justice. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's all on HBO Max. The first couple seasons aired on Cartoon Network, and then the last two, seasons three and four, came out exclusively to HBO Max. Uh, I had initially watched uh, seasons one and two when they were kind of airing. I used to work at a comic shop. We had that show on a lot. Uh, but I, I've decided to like kind of like dive into it, and it's really satisfying. Um, Good. DC really excels in its animated uh, mm. media, like in its, its animated like movies, its its TV shows uh, are all like top notch, and this is no exception. This uh, show really kind of takes all the canon of like watching that feeling when you're watching like a a superhero show, and it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy. As you see, mm. like, oh, I see this new character has been introduced. Now they'll get their powers, and then they'll be sidekicks. Then they'll be superheroes, like that kind of like you know what's mm. going to happen because you've you've requisite knowledge. Um, that's kind of thrown out the window with Young Justice because they're doing completely original stories 
bringing in new characters every now and then, but sometimes they're like, oh, they've already been like a superhero for years and now we're going to use them to tell this unique story. Uh, or sometimes introducing wholly new characters. Uh, and it's just like a lot of fun and it's hopefully getting more seasons, uh, but nothing's been greenlit yet. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing that I want to talk about is uh, the lexicon that these that this ah. t- team kind of creates. Um, from the very first episode of the show, uh, Robin makes a joke about how things are always going to disaster, but nothing's ever feeling aster. Where is the yeah. aster? <laughs> Uh, and then they they kind of like joke about like okay I'm feeling the aster today, and that kind of builds up like with some more of those kinds of words. Uh, they bring in uh, team members from other like planets like Mars that use their own words, uh, different countries that use their own words. One team member comes back uh, from the future, uh, who uses like words like crash to mean good and mode to feel <laughs> bad. Like, I'm feeling uh-huh. the mode, like, that's way crash. And those are <laughs> put to use, th- like, throughout the rest of the show. Like, the team starts to pick up on it, and then culturally, like, the world kind of picks up on it. And I really, really like that. I do like that approach to futuristic lingo. Yeah. Because it it is what would happen. Like, you put all yeah. these, like, teens together, like, all these superheroes, all these new friends... Uh, of course, they're going to learn each other's culture and like grow from it and like make their own like lexicon from it. It's uh, it's so much fun. I don't know if that's anything that happened in Xenon Girl the 21st century after she gets sent to Earth. I don't know if she gets the Earth kids to say like crisis major. <laughs> I, there may be a little bit of mingling, but it's not shown in the mm-hmm. uh, in the decoms that we have. Maybe when we actually get yeah, we to the did- 31st century and more Xeon, <laughs> of course, starts to happen because that's, you know, that's it's just history at that point. It's the year of Xenon. We will all remember Xenon until literally the 31st century. And mm-hmm. then that's when she rises again. Xenon's the <laughs> new MCU. Xenon's the biggest thing on the planet. Xenon reborn. On all the planets. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till Protozoa is real. Well, that's what's new Scooby-Doo. Let's talk about Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was my pick. Uh, I picked this based on seeing a couple TikToks of people actually really invested in the story and talking about it. And I'm like, oh, maybe this was kind of a uh, one of those shows that I was just the wrong age for, that it mm. was important to a lot of people and I just missed it. So I wanted to kind of take a take a take another look and see how it, see how it fares to mine eyes, uh, mm-hmm. to my sensibilities, and I re- really liked it. Um, <laughs> but real quick before we get into talking about the show, this show is about uh, a like a a white kid who gets ninja powers. He gets the suit mm-hmm. and becomes ninja powers. And I wanted to kind of take a second and talk about cultural appropriation Um, yeah because since like the 1960s and since like teenage mutant ninja turtles ninjas have kind of become uh culturally absorbed into america like with Mm -hmm. like american ninja warrior Mm. uh like the word has just become part of our dictionary and i don't know 
how I feel. Like I feel a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable with a, a a white character being called a ninja. How does how do you feel about that? The show opens, uh, skipping ahead a little bit, the opening mm-hmm. credits start with our main character, Randy, saying that in his high school, for 800 years, it has been guarded over by somebody who is the ninja. That's their role. That's their, like, superhero identity. Yes. And a new ninja is picked every four years. And I only watched these two episodes for this <laughs> podcast, and I did wonder, did this start with somebody of Asian descent and maybe the year Randy's there, there happens not to be anybody of Asian descent or like, oh, th- well, that kid's busy. Like that kid's mm-hmm. got band practice. Randy, it doesn't have anything going on. It should be Randy. I don't know why it's Randy. We didn't watch the first episode. We didn't, no. I, I assume it's it's one of those destiny kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. Or like the, the, the wand chooses the wizard, Harry, kind of deals. Yeah. Um, so, so you're seeing that he didn't have a say in it, so it, it's not quite a I don't appropriation? Know. I, I, I don't have enough context of the show itself mm-hmm. to uh, say. I, I would love to see characters of Asian descent being ninjas, but I don't know if, like, you know, this, this magic power has started consciously branching out into other groups. I don't have the context for it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the, the the rate of Asian identity is in the rest of the show. But I, I agree with you. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's something a little prickly about it. Okay. All right. With that uh, talked about, because I at least wanted to bring that up, let's go ahead and talk mm. more about this show. Uh, so, yeah, it's like you said, every 800 years, this high school uh, picks a new ninja for uh, every four years. And I'm hoping it's like, someone who is not held back at any point and it always just goes from <laughs> someone is a freshman up to high school and then it becomes a new freshman and not like man sorry you got held back unfortunately it's time for a new ninja uh, right al- although- or there's some kid who's super smart and like goes to college after a year and a half so they get to be only a like a 18 month ninja yeah or they are still a ninja and they have to commute back and forth <laughs> But yeah, that's, I would like to see that kind of interestingly played out. But uh, we meet our ninja for right now, for we meet Randy Cunningham uh, and his best friend, Howard Wienerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're kind of, this is kind of like an interesting show. Um, the, the aesthetic of it, the original concept art was designed by Jonan Vasquez, uh, who yep. was approached by Titmouse, who is one of the production companies on this to kind of just kind of lay out the designs for the characters. He didn't really get to be attached uh, up till the final designs, and he's not really part of, like, one of the showrunners or anything. Uh, he was just there for concept art. Um, mm-hmm. But So you can kind of see a little bit of, like, that uh, design, especially, like, in the ears, yeah. in the character design. You can definitely see the, it. Um, the little bracket noses. Yeah, like, the, the, yeah, the ears are very square, Everything is very triangular and, and, and like, cubey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a very interesting design. Let's, uh, let's talk about some facts, shall we? Mm-hmm. So, name of the show is Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja. It was created by Jed Elinoff and Scott Thomas. Uh, I tried to look these two up. I haven't seen them do anything else, but I hope mm-hmm. to see more things from them in the future. Uh, there were 50 total episodes, or 100 if you're counting the individual, like, 
sections of the show. There's about two sections to every episode. It ran from 2012 to 2015. Country of origin was USA uh, and also the United Kingdom and Ireland. Production companies are Titmouse Inc., who you would normally see on shows like Metalocalypse and like a lot more Adult Swim shows, uh, and Boulder Media, who you might know for like some smaller shows. They did like Wander Over Yonder. They worked on Foster's Home. Uh, they're mm. a uh, an Ir- Ireland-based production company. Okay. Let's see. Original channel was Disney XD. Uh, as far as adaptations, I, there, I couldn't find if there was any like video games huh. or, or like merch beyond this, which is surprising for a, a show that lasted two years on Disney Channel. Um, yeah, and this show seems like it's got enough going on that it could have at least made some great chapter books. Yeah, I, I you know, there, it's possible that it did get like books and toys and stuff, and I just couldn't find any uh, before mm. we start recording, but. Uh, let's talk about the voice cast, shall we? Yeah. This is, this is... star-studded. <laughs> this is the only thing I knew about this show going in. I vaguely remembered the look of the show, and I remembered that it starred Ben Schwartz, who's yes. always a delight to hear. Ben Schwartz, best known as, you know, Jean-Ralphio, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. You you would recognize his voice. He is a very iconic I... voice at this point. I know him from uh, being on the Comedy Bang Bang podcast yeah. several times a year. Benny Schwaz, the elegant <laughs> Mr. S. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I did not know Ben Schwartz was attached to this before I pitched this. And that was a true delight to see. Uh, he, mm. does, he does a great job in this show. Uh, we also, uh, of course, have John DiMaggio. He plays uh, Hannibal McFist, which is kind of like <laughs> the... Not like the local mayor, more like the local uh, Dimmodome, Dimsdale Dimmodome guy. I thought he was the principal. He's not the principal. We'll get to the principal in a second. Um, then where is he? When we cut away to him, is he in the school? Where is that space? I think he's at an off-site location because he's just supposed okay. to be the big business magnet of the town. Okay. Um, okay. We also have uh, Hannibal McFist's right-hand man, Willem Viceroy III, voiced by the one, the only, Kevin Michael Richardson, uh, mm-hmm. who does a great job. For the principal, we have Jim Rash, another, you oh. know, uh, you know, the great man himself, Stitches from Sky High, the dean from <laughs> Community. <laughs> right, I also think of Sky High before I think of Community. This is the order of operations. <laughs> For In our household, it is. It really is. Uh, you have Gray Griffin, Gray Delisle Griffin as Flute Girl, uh, who actually is uh, a, a pre, uh, a, a recurring background character, mm-hmm. as there are a lot of in this show. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the one, the only, Tim Curry, playing uh, the first season bad guy, the sorcerer, who's just kind of like a weird, gaunt, black and green, like demon guy. With those like beaded, like big beaded uh, belts, uh, but he's, yeah, he he, d- he kills it. He does a great job. He looks like a Hellboy villain. He yeah. looks like a lich. I love that character design. I was shocked to see that we had whoever that is living underneath the school. Again, this is a show that I thought was like kid gets powers, kid fights villains, but it had way more lore going on than I would have expected. 
Yeah, that, and that's kind of what drew me to picking this show. I think the clip that I saw before I picked the show came from season two, uh, where, I, I guess I'll spoil this, where one of the background characters, or at least one of the characters we don't talk to in the episodes we watched, becomes a bigger part and becomes, like, a bad guy. Uh, Whoa! Which is a lot is of fun. The, is it that goth magician? It may be that goth magician. <laughs> oh! The yeah the the design of the show is very interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that feels like it would have more lore, and maybe that's that's why I, it was I was kind of drawn to it. Um, yeah, and I also wondered if maybe that's why it didn't make a bigger impression on a wider audience. When I watched it, I thought this looks really cool. It's got like the the action and the humor of like a cartoon for kids this age, but it seems very involved to where if you just caught a random episode, you might be confused. Yeah, I, I kind of got a little bit of that too. Um, but it, it does have good, you know, um, what's the word? Formatting, I guess. It, it, it fits the same format every episode. Yeah, yeah. After after a couple episodes, I, I did figure out the the game that they're playing the yeah. format every episode has. And, and of course, once season two hits, we get a new format, a new problem they have to solve uh, every wow. episode. So let's uh, watch the intro, shall we? Before we start talking about the show and, and the episodes we watched. Mm-hmm. The intro is cool. I like that it was in a slightly different animation style than the rest of the show. Yeah, let's let's talk about it a little bit before we uh, get going so we don't talk over it too much. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the lighting is is much different it almost looks like papery the animation style like kind of like a paper texture to it uh and it's got this kind of like beastie boys rap to it it's very good yeah uh, let's uh let's hit play on this this is gonna play unders as a bed and i'm hitting play in three two one play for 800 years norrisville high has been protected by a ninja no one knows Every four years, a new warrior is chosen. Ninja! A freshman to fight the forces of evil. I am the ninja. I am Randy Cunningham. It's so good. <laughs> this isn't the voice of Ben Schwartz. I don't yeah. know whose voice this is. I don't know. But this is the dialogue from the opening I watched on Disney Plus. Written all these keywords flashing across the screen and all this different lettering. Yeah. The cinematography of this is so good. Yeah! And that's the intro. It's a very, very quick one. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I definitely rewatched that a couple times because it's very good. Um, mm -hmm. yeah it's the, the the bc boys is kind of like randy and howard just kind of like rapping and talking uh about the ninja and, and everything and i'm like oh i like this energy that they're kind of bringing to it mm -hmm. I, yeah i do like their relationship it's very peter parker and ned where you've yeah. got your friend who's in on it and they're very excited to be in on it they yeah. think it's cool to do this with you and imagine all the different things your powers could be yeah it's it's it was a pleasant surprise when we started watching the show and howard immediately knew what was going on and this wasn't a yeah. big secret this isn't even a big school secret uh there's a lot of scenes <laughs> where where the students are just watching what's happening like this is just a thing that happens every day right and i, and I like is, that 
Yeah, this isn't a ninja that fights secretly in the shadows. Everybody knows there is a ninja. Nobody yeah. knows who the ninja is. But they know that they have one. <laughs> this ninja is here, and he's here to stay for at least four mm. years. But yeah. So the episodes we watched were episode nine, which features uh, the episodes Sword Quest and New Kid on the Block. New Kid is spelled different. We'll get to that. And we also watched uh, episode 13, which is uh, Shoob Tube and Stanks Like Teen Spirit. So essentially, uh, the sorcerer, this uh, Tim Curry guy in the basement, this demon, mm-hmm. kind of feeds on like negative emotions that a person is carrying and turns them into a monster with this like green smoke. And Randy and Howard call that Stank. Uh, he's, been, <laughs> he's been stanked. We gotta de-stank him. Stuff like that. Uh huh. But yeah, that that was like a nice little, nice little pleasant surprise. Uh, and it seems like in every episode when somebody gets stanked, there's like some sort of a magical object that they have to destroy, mm-hmm. and like yeah. that will break the spell. Like some object relevant to that person becomes like cursed, and if they destroy it or remove it from the situation, that makes this the stank curse fall apart yeah you have to destroy the stank icon or whatever yeah uh, <laughs> stank icon <laughs> it feels very uh miraculous ladybug a little bit yeah i see that yeah but yeah let's talk about the episode shall we because we got uh mm-hmm. we got four little shorts to talk about we don't usually do uh four but we're gonna try mm-hmm Episode 9A, Sword Quest, starts with Randy and Howard arguing about whether or not the ninja sword could slice through a bulldozer. (laughs) So Randy goes to a local construction site to try it, and his sword shatters, and he tries to tape it back together, and it doesn't work. So he's got this book called the Ninja Nomicon. Yeah. And it will like ring at him. It'll like it's a cell phone and he has a message. It rings in the subtitles. And he, like, goes inside the book, and the world inside the book is beautiful. It does yeah. pull a lot from old Japanese paintings. I, I did like that. The the, the rest of the uh, sincere Asian heritage that may be present in the show, I didn't see it again. Maybe there it's here, and it's just not in these four little episodes I watched. But I like that it exists in this book, and I like that this is a show that has different visual styles to represent different things. Mm-hmm. And the the book will give him like a mysterious uh, phrase, sort of an aphorism, some mysterious piece of wisdom to inspire him throughout what a, to help him solve whatever this mission is he's going on. Yeah. And it gives him this phrase that looks like a poem. And it like the words appear on the screen and they're like highlighted and circled like it's a poem Randy would study in English class that he has to break down. Yeah. Randy has this like way he looks at things when he's figuring things out, which is very um, Mitchell's versus the machines. Very yeah. Miss, Miss Marvel, where we'll get mm-hmm. kind of like a scribbly doodly overlay that kind of helps Randy make sense of what's going on. Mm hmm. The the poem the the poem tells him to seek a like a, a swordsmith that will tell him how to how to reforge his sword. And in the school he finds that they have a metal shop class yeah. taught by a teacher named S. Ward Smith. Yeah, I, I spend the rest of the episode episode just calling him Sward. Sward Sward, Sward Smith. Uh 
in the classroom, we kind of see this like blind black older guy uh, who's who's kind of like a little bit bent over, uh, who's teaching this kid named Brent uh, to like make. Uh, he's trying to like teach him as an apprentice to uh, make stuff, and he makes these little like I don't. They're like corn cob holders, <laughs> but they're yes! they're like little corn cob caps that have the the spikes on the end. And he he's like, finally, I forged them. They're, they're perfect. And then Sword kind of sticks them in the co- corn cob and bites, and they immediately fly out and get bent. And he's like, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, try again. Uh, and Brent is, is frustrated, throws these corn caps into a growing pile of corn caps, and kind of kind of storms out of there. Uh, and then Randy and Howard come in and Howard just finds a piece of scrap metal and punches at it and says, check it out. I made dents. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then while that's happening, Sword kind of walks over and is like, oh, let me take a look at that. This is fine work. And then Brent is coming back in to apologize. Mm-hmm. And he sees that. And he's like, no, no, no. I've been replaced by Wienerman. Uh, <laughs> Which at this point I, I didn't know that was his name, and I was just like, "Me either." That's just a a, a fun nickname for him from the school. Uh, yeah, I like the, that our two friends are named Wiener and Ham. Is that Randy's last name, Ham? Cunningham. Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know. They they both have meat names, and I think that's why they make such good friends. Kids like meat names. <laughs> this this is the Disney formula. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, as soon as Brent like leaves in anger, uh, Sword is just pretty much just like, "Just kidding, these suck. You take it takes real skill to make a sword." Uh huh. And then Randy's like, "I so I have this thing called it's a sword," and he's like, "I know, I know, you're the ninja. I've been here for a long time. I know how this works. Uh, and you must have broken your sword. Uh, that's kind of happens all the time." Uh, mm-hmm. And he hits. I, I wrote down in my note, he verbs a lever, because hit a lever felt wrong, and I didn't know the right verb for this. Activates a lever. He activates a lever, uh, and the a part of the wall shoots up, and inside of it is, it's like this ancient grotto that has like a big anvil, like a red hot mm-hmm. like floor, there's swords of all shapes and qualities on either side, and there's like a building with like tiled roof. And big pipes coming out of out of it. A very cool background, uh, and this is the first interaction where we see Bruce used as a synonym of awesome. Uh, <laughs> speaking of lexicons, it it seems that Randy and Howard use Bruce in like excellent awesome and juice as in like oh no, this juices this sucks. Kind of thing. <laughs> I did notice that. I, I imagine Bruce is after Bruce Lee. Oh, that makes more sense than just a rhyming convention. <laughs> I mean, could be Wayne, could be Willis. There are other Bruces, but I presumed <laughs> it was that one. It could be. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, Brent starts. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, we haven't got to that part yet. Uh, so hmm. meanwhile, we cut back to Brent. Uh, the kid who got thrown out or felt like he got thrown out and he's mm-hmm. like banging around like angrily in the boiler room and the, so we see the sound travel through the pipes deep to the 
the chasm beneath the school where the sorcerer is hanging out. And he's got like a little like mouse friend to kind of like go yeah! back and forth with him. Kind of like in a very like Anastasia Rasputin kind of yes! way. Yeah. Yes! I was just about to say bar talk. He's got his own little bar talk. He does. Bar- the, the rat doesn't speak. It just kind of squeaks at him. Uh, but it's, mm-hmm. it's very good. Um, but yeah, and, and he uh, kind of like throws up like green smoke energy which travels up through the pipes and transforms brent uh but we don't see what he looks like right now Mm. Uh, meanwhile randy is talking to mr s ward smith about designing his new sword and he says i think this should have two blades and a touch screen and wi-fi right and then there's a dial-up noise sound effect you know which is (laughs) the sound that a touch screen makes which is an internet noise, but it's not a Wi-Fi noise. No, it's a touch And noise. Uh, Mr. S. Ward Smith says, no, 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 you, you've been clowning around with that sword. So I'm not going to give you another real sword right away. You're going to have a clown sword. And he like bends a balloon into a sword. He gives him a balloon animal yeah. sword. He says, ninja- like, ninjas get- yeah, ninjas get swords, clowns get balloons. <laughs> Until you can prove to me you'll be responsible with the real deal. This is your sword. So this is the, the the middle act of this little episode is Randy with a series of balloons trying to keep them safe and they all get punctured and he has to keep going back and asking for a new balloon sword. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a sequence where he gets pushed into like the school's on a field trip to a cactus maze. Uh, <laughs> I thought well at first it's blindfolded archery day in gym class. <laughs> And then his one of his teachers, voiced by Megan Mullally, says, as a special treat, we're going to spend a fascinating 45 minutes walking through the poorly lit and completely unmarked Norrisville Cactus Pit. <laughs> Which already spells danger for Randy, but already <laughs> but is also like a big dangerous thing for to, to put kids into. Right. Already. A bad I don't know idea. what she teaches. I think she kind of teaches everything. I assume she's a science teacher because she carries a skeleton around with her called Mr. D. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Her husband's a skeleton, an uh, educational <laughs> skeleton with a bow tie. Is it her husband? Do they say that? I, well, her name's Mrs. Driscoll. And so she oh. calls the skeleton Mr. D. I figured it's her husband. I thought it was Mr. D for D's bones. Could be that also. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Randy audibly gets pushed in we don't see we just hear ben schwartz just yelling ow ouch ah don't push me ah ooh, that that whole rigmarole uh and i'm happy that recently on the show we've got to talk about both a skeleton husband and a puppet wife <laughs> it's the hard-hitting topics we really need to be talking about <laughs> these are normal things and we need to talk about them more um, all types of families are valid. All types of families are valid. Sometimes a family is just a walking skeleton dad. <laughs> yeah. And by walking, I mean uh, swiveling on a stand. Uh, but yeah, so at lunch, Randy has resorted to putting a football helmet and like a stroller <laughs> around his sword. Uh, uh-huh. And then we see Monster Brent burst through the floor. And again, this is an example of like, they're just at lunch and yeah kids are just like oh there's a monster just came through the floor uh oh uh he uh so brent monster brent comes up i just call him embrent from now on uh he's got a cool like metal samurai helmet yeah he forged himself like really sick armor 
uh, he grabs Wienerman, shouts Wienerman, and disappears <laughs> back through the floor. And Randy's like, I gotta go, and grabs his balloon sword, and he follows. And I like this kind of sequence where Monster Brent starts draggling, dragging Wienerman across a wall that is just pipes. Yeah. I like that aesthetic for the school. And we'll talk about the school mm-hmm. aesthetic in a second. Um, <laughs> There's an incredible joke where they run through a, a shop class and there's a kid oh, middle the, of the day. He's wearing full, wha- full marching wha- band. There was a joke while they're running in the hall and he's, he just dragged his head across the grate. Uh, <laughs> he's uh monster. Brent is yelling at him. Like you don't deserve to be an apprentice. You have no skill. And Wienerman Wienerman says, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I love this kid in full marching band getup, which we see several background characters at all types of day. Mm-hmm. And it's common for a show like this to have the permanent cheerleaders. And I like sure. that the show more often has the permanent marching band. Yeah, I don't, some kid. I don't know if he has hmm? a name, but we do see him in every episode. Yeah, he, he, there's this monster running into shop class. He panics. He takes a saw. He saws his exact silhouette <laughs> hole through the wall. And then jumps out the window right next to the hole he drilled in the wall. <laughs> it's a very good bit, and I do like it a lot. Uh, I love I love an outline the shape of the person, and I love when they use it and then deflate it. He doesn't even need it. He was doing that just for fun. That's his final project. He has to complete that before he leaves class. He got He's going to leave class through the window. <laughs> he got an A on that project. Uh but yeah, Randy jumps in and starts fighting with Monster Brent. He starts throwing every other ninja tool in his arsenal, and none of it's working. This this monster's got armor. And and so he's like, all right, and just starts earnestly whacking him with the balloon sword. And it's making this a very good sound effect every time it hits. Mm. And then Sword just kind of like bursts in and is like, hey, that's not a that's not a sword. Or no, he's like, what are you doing? You're going to get yourself killed using a balloon sword. And he's like, you told me to use it so I can learn. And he's like, that's not a sword. That's a metaphor. You're trying to get <laughs> yourself killed. So Sword throws him a new sword. It's like it got this cool red handle. And we get a nice sword versus sword battle with him and Monster Brent. And it ends with Randy slicing like the green hammer. That was the uh, the stank icon. And it explodes and the, and the stank Smoke flows back down to the sorcerer, uh, and Brent kind of turns back to normal. Tim Curry's angry, uh, and then they just kind of like have a, a lesson learned or isn't moment where like, all right, yeah. what what else can we use to cut the sword with? <laughs> they're roasted. They've got marshmallows on all the little pointy bits of size, and That's they are it. roasting marshmallows over uh, the the metal teacher's lava pit. <laughs> and he's like, really. And that's the first episode. And we, yeah. we move into, I think it's New Kid on the Block. New Kid mm. is spelled N-U-K-I-D. Uh, and I thought going into this, like, oh, maybe this is uh, like a weird, like, offshoot villain that's like a nuke kid, like a nuclear kid. <laughs> I thought it was a kid who was really into new metal. Oh, okay. e- either way, we were both wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, this episode is about Randy and Howard going to a home ec class and they're going to be baking buddies because mm-hmm. in every other class, like chemistry class where you have a buddy, you have a partner, they are each other's buddies. And Howard's like, if we get this one too, we've nailed the class fecta. We are paired up together in every class. And they go to this class. This is when we meet Mr. D, the skeleton teacher. Uh, Mrs. Driscoll jokes that her skeleton husband's going to take <laughs> take her on a tan line optional cruise. And she introduces a new foreign exchange student named Franz New Kid. And yes. he's sort of amorphously uh, German, Austrian. Think about Uter from The Simpsons. And he's from approximately the same place that Uter's from. He goes up there to the front of the class and he says, hello. Now you say hello. And the whole class says hello. And it's it's very charming. Uh, and I think, is this where we... Oh, no, this is the Ninja Nomicon. So, yeah, he's, he's like, you say hello. And everyone's like, Haha, that's kind of charming. And he kind of sits down. And Randy gets kind of like a ping from the Ninja Nomicon. And Howard is like, you can't answer that right now. But they're about to assign the baking partners. We have to stay baking partners so we can mm-hmm. be partners in every class we have. It's the big trifecta. We got to do it all. Uh, mm. And he's like, it's not a big deal. It's it's baking partners. And I'll be right back. It's not going to take that long. Uh, and he's like, this is important. You can't do this. And he's like, I'm going to do this. This is, a, this is a ninja stuff. It's important to me. It's my duty. And he kind of hides in a cupboard and opens up the Ninja Nomicon, which says, uh, hey, Watch out for uh, for enemies that look like allies or allies that look like enemies, that kind of thing. It's it's pretty much uh-huh. saying, be careful who you trust. Uh, yes. And he's like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. I guess I shouldn't trust Howard. He's being kind of a jerk to me right now. And he comes out, out of the cupboard. Uh, and uh, they also, well, Franz. Franz is Howard's new baking partner since Randy had to go do ninja stuff. Out of spite, it's Franz. And... Howard took the matching chef hats that he made both of them and, mm-hmm. and Franz's hat says Randy and he crossed it out and now it says Franz handwritten on it instead of the beautiful, beautiful embroidery that was there before. And Randy is, is truly hurt. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile. Yes. Now we meet uh, Mick Fist and he has a cyber arm, but inside of the cyber arm is a dome with a brain in it. Yes. So yeah, I really like this aesthetic. He's got he's like a big stocky guy. He's wide uh and like kind of square. He's kind of got like a Hulk Hogan kind of stuff going on. Yeah. And yeah, he's got like a big robot arm with a with a, a brain in the back of the hand. And <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like a fish brain or something like that. I think I read that while oh. I was doing research. Uh, but it's implied the, that the the brain controls the hand. <laughs> it's a separate hand. This reminded me a lot of Evil Con Carne and how yeah. you got uh, a brain in a jar and a stomach in a jar, both attached to a bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we also meet... So this is... Uh, what was his name? Viceroy. No, uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Hannibal McFist. So that's Hannibal McFist is, is the Hulk Hogan guy. And then we meet Willem Viceroy III, uh, who is kind of like a, a much taller guy who's very thin. He's uh, mixed and he's got like glasses and like like 
kind of like a pomp of hair with a gray streak. And yeah. in the, I was uh, reading the concept art notes from Jonan Vasquez, and he says he based him on Richard Ayoade's character from IT yes! Crowd. Combined, I see that. Yeah, combined a little bit with Samuel Jackson's character from Unbreakable. <gasps> That's where he gets all the purple from. Yeah. He's very cool looking. And in this episode, we meet him. He's wearing his lab coat. And then he must be wearing little shorts that we can't see under the lab coat. Because it's a lab <laughs> coat and then it's just hairy legs, which yeah. is a fun visual. Yeah. I don't know if he always wears that or if it was just a visual gag for this episode. Uh, either way, it works. Works for him. And it turns out that uh, Viceroy has taken a lot of the the cute qualities of animals, of little critters, and used those like cute chromosomes on a robot, uh, which they're going to use to lure everyone in with its charm, and then use a microphone in its finger to record the voices of all the kids in the school to mm. match up against the voice clip they have of the ninja to try and figure out yeah. who the ninja is, which is, I gotta say, a pretty good villain plan. Yeah. Again, I'm surprised at how involved the show is. This is more complex than just like, we're gonna get him. Drop the cage on him. I have a big net. It's way more advanced than like Robbie Rotten stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really like this plan. And it turns out that Franz is an enemy in disguise. He's, he's the mm-hmm. robot. Uh, and when he points at people and says, now you say hello, uh, he, he records uh, with his finger. And he's matching it up against where the ninja says hello in this little clip. Yeah, it's like a say hello to my little friend sort of pun. Say hello yeah. to my ninja sword, whatever is what he says. Yeah. And then we cut to lunch. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got all the classic types of high school kids in the <laughs> school. You've got nerds. You've got jocks. You've got band geeks. You've got a clown. And you've got a goth magician. Yep. It's they have like they have like a weird like slash kind of vibe to them, like slash the guitarist kind of vibe. Yeah. Big top hat. Big top hat. But yeah, these these are just like there's a safety clown in there too. <laughs> right, it's a clown wearing a helmet. Yeah. And he's not like he's wearing like his his hair is just the shape of clown hair. It's not dyed or anything. That's just his aesthetic. But yeah, so all these kids are like having lunch, and this seems to be the table that uh, Randy and Howard hit sit at every day. Except Randy walks up, and Franz is sitting there, and he's doing the hello game with them. He's pretty much saying, hello, that was a good hello, you get a point, you win. And they're like, <laughs> oh, this is a fun game, I like this game. And then the bully walks up to him. Uh, bully is like Bash Johnson, I think is the name. And he he's is, got, he's got real torque smacky energy. He's he has torque smacky energy, but like a much more adult bod. Like yeah. he, he looks like an adult. Um, he does. Ash Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He looks like a full grown adult, uh, yeah. and he's got like a flaming fist on his t shirt. He is uh, he is uh, McFist's uh, uh, stepson. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we, and we won't use that information, but now we have it. <laughs> Good to know. You know who he reminds me of is mm. the Flash Thompson from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. 
Oh, I wouldn't want to fight me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that a little bit. But yeah, so so uh Bash Johnson is about to bully Franz uh and he does the whole like hello, now you say hello. And he's like, "Hello." And he's like, "You win. That's an excellent hello." And he's like, "I like this guy. He he's going to go far." Kind of deal. And Randy's just kind of like watching as everyone is kind of taking to him. And he's like, I don't understand. And then Randy talks to Franz. He's like, hey, uh, I really care about Howard. We're having like a tough issue, a tough time right now. But we're going to be back to being friends. I just don't want you to be co- get too comfortable in the position. And Franz immediately matches the the voice to, to the ninja. And he says, hello, ninja. And Randy's eyes go wide. Uh, mm-hmm. Cut back to McFist and Viceroy. <laughs> and they get an, an alarm like, hey, we found the voice. The voice matches. The voice matches. And yeah, McFist is, the, is standing there. You go ahead. The computer lights up with this notification that says, Ninja identified. And then it just keeps repeating, Ninja identified. Ninja identified. And McFist <laughs> can't get it to give him any more information. And he gets frustrated and punches it. Well, Viceroy's out of the room and Viceroy walks back in and he's like, it was like this when I got here. And he just says, oh, Hannibal, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like standing across the room, like reading a magazine. Uh, He's like, I didn't do it. So Hannibal, like pretty much is like, disregard that. I order you send the chainsaw werewolves to retrieve Franz. It's like we could this just This is wild. We could just rebuild friends. We don't need send the chainsaw werewolves. So, so back in the cafeteria, mm-hmm. a hole opens up in the ceiling, just like a, a blade comes down, draws a big hole, and there's like a big triangular spaceship floating there above them. And yes, down repel three chainsaw werewolves. That's the level the show is at. This just happens at lunch. Yep. Chainsaw werewolves uh, are how you expect them. They have uh, robot legs, a robot face, and chainsaw arms. And they're werewolves. And yeah, they pretty much grab Franz and start to shoot up with him back to the UFO. And Randy's like, wait, that guy knows who I am. I can't let him go. And Ninja Stars, the ropes, they get cut. And they start getting getting a fight going on. Uh... Uh, Randy at one point jumps on a chainsaw werewolf and kind of flies it, like drives it into a lunch lady carrying a big pot of chili. The chili goes everywhere and melts the the, the chainsaw werewolf. And then Randy just kind of looks up at the landlady or the lunch lady, and she's just like, "Shrugs. <laughs> I don't know what you what you want me to do about it. It's just like this." And then some chili kind of splashes Franz in the face, and he's got like mm. a weird, like Terminator burned, uh, yeah. partially exposed robot face. And Howard's like, "Ooh, ooh, oh my god, you're no longer my best friend. Sorry, my guy. I'm I'm back to Randy." And they're just kind of like reunited. Then they kind of like help fight uh, Franz. Mm. <laughs> they break into a back room in the cafeteria, and there's a huge <laughs> bubbling vat of chili. And yes. It, on the sides, it says Chili Con Three Skulls, and I thought it was just going to say Chili Con Carne, and I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's a little bit of a fight, like Randy or Howard, like breaks 
uh, a cooking sheet over Franz's face and it just takes his face shape. Uh, but they trip him and knock him into the into the vat and he sinks down again, Terminator style, uh, holding his finger as the last th- thing that sinks into the vat. You know what? Maybe the lunch staff had made that big vat of chili to take to ChiliCon. Oh, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> That's my theory. That's a good theory. They're just going to ChiliCon. I, you know, Dad would love a ChiliCon. <laughs> Audience, our dad once got so involved in his work's chili cook-off contest. Mm-hmm. He got like second place one year. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, he's like, I want first place. <laughs> and he got so into it that he bought his own meat grinder to grind meat at home to his own specifications. And he made us a big vat of chili. Not a vat, you know. <laughs> our simple residential home had one large stew pot. We wouldn't call it a vat. No. This isn't Gotham City. We're not upper we would middle. make a. He would, he'd make a big pot of chili for like every weekend for like six weeks leading up to the chili cook-off. Yeah, and we had to give him notes on it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he made us write notes. <laughs> uh, we had homework for our dinner. <laughs> uh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> Did he win? I can't remember. I think he did. We'll have to call and ask him. <laughs> hey, Dad, for your hubris, did you win this year? Right. I would hope that after all that effort, this was like 10 years ago, I hope he hasn't forgotten that he won the chili cook-off. Like, if he put so much work into it, if he made us eat chili 10 weeks in a row, he'd better <laughs> still remember. He'd better still have that certificate or a gift card to Longhorn Steakhouse or whatever it was he actually won. Still has it, still in the glass case uh, <laughs> that he made for it. Um, no, I mean, he makes chili a lot now, so I imagine he learned a master recipe from that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Randy and Howard are kind of reunited as friends, and they're back in baking class, and Howard hands him the chef hat that was monogrammed that was crossed out with friends and now recrossed out of fr- with friends <laughs> and rewritten down as Randy uh, yeah. instead of just washing the hat. <laughs> uh, and, mm-hmm. and they kind of make a, a cake with the face, the Franz face cake pan. They pull it out of the oven and, and set it down and Randy icings the red eye. And there's just the flute girl kind of walks by and is like, you guys are weird. And the episode ends. <laughs> Love Flute Girl. Love Flute Girl. Uh, the next episode we watched, uh, well, this next, you know, two-segment episode, mm-hmm. these did have a little simpler plots. These were slightly less lore-intensive, so right. I think we'll be able to run through these a bit more quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 13A is called Shoob Tube, and this starts with Randy and Howard trying to make a viral video for, like, the school news broadcast, and it's a... A Rube Goldberg that results in some sort of a jackass stunt where, like, a bowling ball hits Howard in the gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we cut to the next day at school, and uh, it did make it big. They were successful. Everybody loves <laughs> this jackass Rube Goldberg video they made. They dethroned the uh, four-time champion accordionist and cat combo, and the cat is taking it pretty hard. Yeah, accordion Dave. I don't know what his cat's name was. And then this news program plays like a, another video. And there's a French exchange student named Jacques 
who made this black and white art film that is very much the black and white art film that Barney Gumble makes in the A Star is Burns episode of The Simpsons. This episode is very much like A Star is Burns because it's about this black and white art film that gets dethroned by a guy gets hit prank video. You remember where he makes where Barney makes that black and white movie that's like, don't cry for me. I'm already dead. <laughs> I remember that that uh, quote, but I don't remember the episode. It's there's a film festival in Springfield and they bring in Jay Sherman, the critic from the critic. Oh, so it's a crossover great. episode. Yeah. And then everybody in Springfield's made a short film and there's some video that's just a guy getting hit in the nuts by a football and Homer loves it. And it, the final vote goes down to Homer and it's like, are you going to vote for your friend Barney's beautiful, heartbreaking look at alcoholism? Or are you going to vote for a guy getting hit in the nuts by a football? And who does he vote for? I don't remember, but this is the episode uh, with Boo Earns. No, I was saying Boo Earns. So that's what this is. The Jacques is disappointed that his art film got taken over by Howard getting hit in the gut by a ball. And they're like, oh, we'll show you. We'll, sh- we'll share our yeah. knowledge. If you want to learn from us, you know, we're the best. We'll do this all together. I, I so really to like Howard. this. I really like that they just yeah. kind of adopt him. Like, sorry, your thing didn't make it. Why don't you come see how we do it? We'll make something together. It'll be great. And wow. I was initially nervous, like, we have another foreign exchange student. Like, you can't do that that many times. Foreign exchange student, tricky to do. But and when we cut over to Jock, he's drinking a tiny espresso at a tiny cafe table that's just in the hallway. <laughs> I thought that was fun. And I give yeah. him props for having a French exchange student who's not wearing a black and white striped shirt. Yeah. That well, alone, revolutionary. <laughs> Life-changing. Yeah, he's he's just very fashionable, is all. Right. He's just a cool guy. Uh so yeah, he's uh Randy and Howard are like trying to show him like here's our next Rube Goldberg thing. Uh if you have any like secret sauce that you like believe in yourself about, like you can add to us, like we can all make this together. He's like, What would mm-hmm. be my secret sauce? And uh the trick kind of goes wrong as uh <laughs> a it's like a a tennis ball machine was set yeah. up to, sh- to shoot Howard, but instead it's shooting, like, Randy and Howard. And uh, Jacques kind of jumps in the way. He does, like, a bunch of flips and gets in there and starts, like, kicking the tennis balls out of the way as they're coming out of the machine. And then we cut to the next day, and that f- that had been filmed and has now won the uh, mm-hmm. the new best video. And Randy and Howard are sitting there like, all right, time to let it the accolades come in. And they all rush past him and talk to Jacques, like, Jacques, those flips were amazing, That those jumps are awesome. How do you do it? How do you jump off of things so good? Uh, and he's carried off on Kid's shoulder, and he's like, guys, I found my secret sauce. I'm so happy. <laughs> and they're like, we want to be number one again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they realize, okay, maybe we're not, Randy's not cooler than Jacques, but the ninja, ninja's got to be cooler than Jacques. So they have a a parkour competition across the school field. Yeah, <laughs> it's it pretty much says they're having a jump off expo. Like they're jumping off stuff as like an exhibition, and that's just going to keep happening. 
so yeah, Jacques is, is has won over the crowd. Like everyone's there. There's a DJ doing DJ things. <laughs> I googled parkour because I I want to say it is French, but I'm not sure. And uh, let's let's see. Uh, the practice of similar movements had existed in communities around the world for centuries, notably in Africa and China. The latter tradition popularized by Hong Kong action cinema, notably Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Parkour as a type of movement was later established by David Bell when he and others founded the Yamakasi in the 90s and initially called, called it L'Art du Déplacement. So French? No, country of origin is listed as France. So maybe it's like based on a lot of international practices, but maybe parkour as it is known under the name parkour, it is French. That's fun. I like that a lot. That was a good poll for this French exchange student then. Yeah, yeah. And and then Randy's got his ninja flips that that he does to, to sort of compete with that and... I, I, I hope for as questionable as the role of just anybody being a ninja might be, hopefully at least gets kids interested in in martial arts and like just physical activity and exercise and moving mm-hmm. around. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jacques seems to have the crowd in, eating out of his hand when uh, Randy shows up as the ninja, jumps in, steals the show with this cool action sequence, jumping around all the equipment they have set up in and out of a bus. Uh, and Jack is just like bummed, like no, this he stole my secret sauce. And deep beneath the school, we see uh, Tim Curry. He's like, I can <laughs> smell the despair. He does the scent of humiliation. No, imported humiliation. <laughs> it pairs nicely with a side of this, and sends Stank out to uh, turn mm. Jock into this like very like thin monkey monster before like randy can come up and like apologize because he was just about to um mm-hmm. this also reminded me which is in in kim possible who's that monkey villain monkey fist monkey fist what the, it's what? that simple <laughs> monkey fist mcfist mcfist monkey fist was monkey fist from france or was that just me combining these two characters uh i don't remember where monkey fist was from no uh <laughs> We'll have to do a dive on Kim Possible uh, and learn. Because I know there's there's Mac Duff, who's clearly from Scotland. Right. Uh, Senior, senior, junior uh, of some Latin heritage. That's um, not. <laughs> that's. What? The monkey fist is the name of a knot. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. There is a type of like a, a knot that's often used in like cufflinks. Yeah, called a monkey fist. Oh. Heck, I never put those together. That's fun. I yeah, it's the first thing said the marine world, as in like I assume like the marines or something like that. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Oh. It's cause it's ropes. Yeah, monkey fist is a knot. And I've seen it like yeah, cast in metal as a popular uh fashion of cufflink or like decorative button. Wow, I I never put it together that that name was wordplay. Incredible. That's fun. I like that a lot. Anyway. Uh, so this, they're not, I don't believe the character is friends. We'll, we'll move on. Um, so Howard starts filming the ninja kind of fighting the monster, uh, and monster jock kind of like steals the camera back from Howard before Randy can destroy it to try and like mm. fix the monsterage. And there's a fightening, a fightening, a fight scene, uh, 
Monster Jacques is kind of like knocked back, and very quickly Randy's just allowed to like smash the camera and destink Jacques. It's a very quick like fight sequence. Not too much happens. Um, mm-hmm. They they jump good, and, and Randy jumps just a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Randy and Howard kind of like make it up to Jacques. Like, sorry, we broke your camera. Uh, we'll make it up to you, and they combine their kind of like backyard jackass aesthetic with his mm. black and white like art house aesthetics and mm. make one big like masterpiece uh and they're like we'll we'll be sure to like head back to the top together this time uh and they lose to a, a possum on the drums <laughs> Cordy and dave is back on top and we end with like a little uh a little shot of, of it cuts to black and Jacques just says, your internet makes no sense. And they end it there. <laughs> and we're on our, our last part. Stanks like yeah. teen spirit. Uh, this begins with Randy complaining that he's having a really boring week. Nothing's happening. There's no action, but at least there's the big championship at mm-hmm. school and he's sitting there in the bleachers. He's like waving a pen at He's so excited. And he's like, I'm so, I'm so excited for us to win. What sport is this? And then it zooms out and they're all watching a chess match in the gym. Yeah. And they're like, ah, but like everyone else, but Randy's like super stoked. Uh, Howard, Howard is there. First off, he's wearing a bowling shirt with the name Bob embroidered on it. And I don't know if that's like his dad or somebody. Yeah. But I, I, I love this ska aesthetic that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> Just wearing a secondhand bowling shirt with somebody else's name. And he's getting really into chess. Like he doesn't know what anything is, but he's getting the sense of how it's played. Like, you got to move your horsey thing two spaces over to the right. Come on. <laughs> I really like this uh, over sports dad aesthetic he's got going on. Like, <laughs> come on, it was right there. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we uh, cut back to the chasm beneath the school, and Tim Curry himself is like lying down, like so bored. He's not the sorcerer, just Tim, just Tim Curry now. Uh, <laughs> the illusion is gone. Um, you could replace this with a number of other Tim Curry characters. Hexus could be down here. Yeah. The, the the butler could be down here any of them <laughs> uh so yeah tim curry uh the sorcerer is bored and he's just like lying down with rats around him and it, and he's like well thank good mcfist assured me that soon there'll be enough discourse for me to monster curse many kids kind of deal and then mm. back at chess we see mcfist and viceroy are uh sitting there and they're going to use their secret robot chess master with the most evil name of all, Scott Riley. Uh, <laughs> and McFist yells, prepare to feel the wrath of Steve Riley. Or Steve Riley. Did I oh. say Scott? Yeah. But then he's like, Man, that doesn't sound cool. Yeah. Why'd you have to name him Steve Riley? <laughs> Steve Riley is like a little robot in a little sweater. And yeah, he built this robot to be, to like be from like, it snuck into like the other high schools like chess team Mm -hmm. and they're going to defeat every big chess player on their high school's chess team and this will create the gloom that is needed for the sorcerer to unleash the stank yes that was this will happen uh meanwhile randy is so bored and he jumps into the ninja nomicon and he's just kind of like i i guess we haven't seen it before but he just kind of like goes not like limp 
uh, and just kind of like his soul gets sucked into the Ninjanomicon. So it just looks like he's, it, looks, it just looks like he's asleep at this chess tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the book didn't even ring at him. He's so bored. He's like, I'm just going to go in on my own and look around. I'm just going to go see if there's something to do. And and there is something to do. And the Ninjanomicon gives him like a massive like cabinets kind of deal that has big shelves of like ninja effect balls. Not just smoke hmm. balls, but ice balls, fireballs, electric balls. And so Randy just spends some time in there just... Chucking uh, these balls like uh, puppets and decoys and stuff. So it looks like the Ninja Donovan Common is actually giving him training or something like that. Now, did seeing this cabinet full of brightly colored balls remind you of that episode of Ed, Ed and Eddie where they have the jawbreaker store <laughs> with shelves that go up like hundreds of feet and they've got all these different jawbreakers from around the world? I, I've seen that shot you're talking about where it's like Japan, Canada, Jersey. Yeah. Uh, isn't, <laughs> Jersey. I, I thought that was in Kevin's room. I thought they found out in an episode like Kevin's no, big. I think that's like a fantasy one of them's having. Like one of them's oh, telling a okay. story or having a dream. And it's like, what if we had like a jawbreaker warehouse? Gotcha. Okay. Now I know you're talking about. Yeah, it, it does feel a little bit like that. And I will say I read a little bit ahead into season two, and I think Powerballs, I don't know if they're oh. these Powerballs, but Powerballs play a part in the next season. Um, so I don't know if this was kind of like a precursor to that or what. But uh, we get another quote from the Ninjanomicon, and it pretty much says, to underestimate your enemy is to invite defeat. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, evil Steve Ot- Evil Steve Bot, evil robot Steve Riley, uh, is just wiping the floor with all these opposing chess players, uh, and he wins the competition for Flaxville, the opposing school. There is a very cool camera trick where whenever he's facing off against these chess players, the like camera of the animation is placed in the dead center of the chessboard yeah. and it like spins around and it'll spin and show Steve and his opponent and then spin back to Steve and spin around and then it's a different opponent. Yeah, it does this a couple times. It's, it's a very good effect. Um, very inventive. Yeah. But yeah, Howard is frustrated that they've lost the championship. McFist is ecstatic. Uh, mm-hmm. and the rest of the world, or the rest of the world, the rest of the school is just, like, bummed the fuck out. Randy is kind of, like, shocked out of the Ninjanomicon by a vision. He has a vision of the sorcerer kind of, like, taking over and, like, destroying the school and, like, all the kids getting turned to monsters. And he kind of, like, jumps out of the Ninjanomicon in a cold sweat, like, oh, thank God that could never happen. And Howard just kind of looks at him and, like, so all the kids turn to monsters, and he looks up, uh, and all the every yeah, there's a bunch of kids have turned into uh, stank monsters, and they're wreaking mm. havoc in the gymnasium, and it, it's just everything's going mad. So Randy ninjas up and starts using these like new power balls to like work his way through the stanked kids and try. He's trying to like destroy the trophy because like, well, if they're all mad that the tr- that we didn't lose or that we didn't win, we'll have to just destroy the trophy. That's where the anger's stemming from. And da, 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 da. Tim Curry is like delighted. He can feel he's almost wreaked enough chaos, chaos, chaos to break free. <laughs> and Randy like, cl- like closes in on the trophy, uh, 
with like the kids from the from like the competing school and slices the trophy and it, nothing happens and he's just like ooh sorry about your trophy my bad mm-hmm. <laughs> meanwhile howard is like walking around uh steve riley he's like there's something really not right about you and the whole time steve <laughs> riley has glowing red eyes and his head is swiveling a 360 following him as howard walks around like something doesn't <laughs> fit here uh so at this point howard and randy are on the phone with each other again mm-hmm. both of them are in the gymnasium yes and they're just talking to each other like bringing each other up to speed like i think something is weird about steve riley yeah I, the trophy didn't have the the stank in it what could we do what's gonna happen and at one point they both are in the middle of the gym looking in other directions still on the phone just like <laughs> talking to each other and pretty much they decide that they have to beat steve riley to get everyone's you know stankified fixed and da, 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 da. so randy is going to deal with the stank monsters and howard pretty much challenges steve riley to a duel yeah because every other chess player every real chess player is a monster now howard's the only person left who vaguely understands chess he i mean he understands it maybe better than anyone else yeah he's got the 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 heart of the chess pieces in him (laughs) he just doesn't know anybody's name it's pointy guy can only go straight guy yeah (laughs) uh so yeah we go turn by turn Randy is fighting monsters and slowly one by one, the monsters are like standing by the chessboard watching the game happening. And Randy's like, come on, I'm, I'm come on, let's fight. Yeah. Uh, and so everyone is watching this chess game and Steve Riley makes a dire mistake. And Steve, uh, Howard is nothing but charisma and confidence and immediately uh, calls chess make or chess mate on him uh because he doesn't understand the rules of the game and it transforms everyone away from the stank They're, uh, like in like a sweeping shot all the stank is gone from the kids da, 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 da. steve riley transforms into uh kind of like an evil looking samurai robot and randy melts him with hot ninja balls and the ninja gets the glory uh but randy gives howard the taped together trophy that he cut in half. Mm-hmm. And then after school, Howard kind of like rips it apart and yeah. gives uh, Randy the small half of it. And he's like, I feel like I should actually get the big half of it since I fought the monsters. Well, you didn't win the chess game, so I get the big half of it. <laughs> and they just kind of bicker back and forth as they walk off into the sunset. Nice. Nice friends. Yeah. And that's Randy Cunningham, ninth grade ninja. Yeah, this was fun. I really wasn't sure what I was in store for besides the wonderful voice of Ben Schwartz. Uh, And I enjoyed this. It's funny. It it looks very cool. And uh, from the little bit of it I got, I am intrigued by this lore. I I love that there is lore at all here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I think I might go back and just like put some of this on in the background and see what happens. I do want to see the story of like the big bad in the next season. The jokes in the show are really good. The voices are really good. Uh, yeah, I uh, I would like to see this show through. So highly, highly recommend the first two. Well, the only two seasons are on uh, Disney Plus for you to watch. So mm-hmm. but yeah, thanks so much for joining us for a look at uh, this show. Hope you guys liked it, too. That's it for this time. Mel, 
Next time, what are we watching? A very special man will be born this year. A man of the future. This year, uh, according to canon, as near as we can figure it out, will be the year of George Jetson's birth. Yeah. (laughs) According to this article from Newsweek, uh, entitled, Internet Determines George Jetson Was Likely Conceived This Week in Viral Posts from uh, December 1st. Oh. The show is said to be set 100 years in the future in the year 2062, and according to Wikipedia, George Jetson's birthday was August 22nd, 2022. So I want to watch some episodes of The Jetsons. You know, that's fair. We, uh, it's, been a, it's been a while since we did a Saturday Morning Giant. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, good old-fashioned futuristic The Jetsons. Let's go way yeah. back in Hanna-Barbera era. Let's go way back and a little bit forward, shall we? Yes, we shall. So yeah, t- stay tuned for that. Um, and yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys would ever like to recommend shows for us to watch, movies for us to watch, or you'd like to inquire about being a guest on the show, please feel free to reach out to us. You can email us saturdaymopod at gmail.com send us a tweet or a dm at saturdaymopod and if you guys wanted to join uh, our discord there's a link to that on our twitter we just started opening up there's only a couple people in there right now uh, but I'd like to you know have more people in and we can talk like episodes as they come out or you can tell us like what's new Scooby-Doo with you I'd like to always like to learn about like new cartoons Mm -hmm. and new media and everything so consider checking that out. Find the link on our Discord, or if you can't find it, find me. I'm on Twitter, at JamTalk, and I'll give you that link. Uh, Mel, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots network of podcasts. That's Whatnots, spelled like astronauts. Every week we do the review show. It's a book club style media discussion show where we talk about a different movie, season of a TV show, a couple volumes of a comic every month, uh, every week. And then once a month we pick one thing to carry through all the way to the end. So during this season, uh, once a month we watch a season of Fringe. We're going to watch all of the sci-fi drama Fringe. It's very exciting. And I'm on the Captain's Log, which is our nonsense off-topic chat show, the number one show where we t- uh, thirst for the taste of legend. <laughs> we talk about Mountain Dew. We talk about Marvel news. We talk <laughs> about a different flavor of Mountain Dew. We talk about hot dogs. And uh, the week we're recording this, we are about to record our big trivia night episode, which is so much fun every year. We challenge each other to trivia and see who can win a pizza. Hell yeah. I have also been walking the... Uh, path of illumination that is the Mountain Dew road. Ah! I, I tried the new what Purple it? Thunder. It's pretty good. Uh, I also tried the uh, KFC half a gallon bag, oh. soda bag. Did you see that? N- no, you can get bag? You can get bag. Uh, there is, uh, if you order at KFC, it's like four something for like just like a, a bag that has a handle and like a screw lid on top. And it's just a half gallon bag of like soda or like sweet tea. So I had like Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning in there. Uh, and it is, I don't know what I'm going to do with the bag now, but I finished the soda. <laughs> wow. Way to go. Thank I, you. It's very funny. I don't 
like Mountain Dew, but I think Mountain Dew is funny as a concept. I think it's the funniest <laughs> soda. So we okay. keep talking about it. We keep diving into the Mountain Dew fan wiki and all of its various flavors. Mountain Dew's got like the most going on. It is the most mm-hmm. detail in a wiki. Yeah, I I will have to uh, catch up and see how far your journey has been going on Captain Sog. But yeah, uh, check those shows out and... Uh, Tell us if you would drink a half-gallon bag of soda. In the meantime, we'll catch you guys next time. And don't forget to relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Check one, two, two, check, check. Oh, hello. Now you say hello. Franz, I know you think Howard's your new best friend and all, but actually he's my best friend. We're just kind of having a thing right now, and you got caught up in the middle of it. So, it'd be the cheese if you could find someone else to hollow with. Say hello to my ninja eye poke. Ninja identified. Hello, ninja. What did you just say? I said, hello, ninja. Ninja identified. Okay. Who is it? Ninja identified. I heard you the first time. Who is it? Ninja identified. Who is it? I just got an alert. The ninja's been... Oh, Hannibal, you didn't. It was like this when I found it. Send the chainsaw werewolves to retrieve Franz. But I can rebuild the friends later. Send in the chainsaw werewolves!